Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paley Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by Pastors Becca Bruner and Jonathan Meixel. Well, hello, friends, and Happy New Year. We're so glad that you have joined us for worship today. Uh, as you can see, we're doing things a little differently. It's 2021. It's a whole new year. Uh, Jonathan and I, as co-pastors, uh, have the great privilege every week to sit down and talk with each other and share our sense of what God's been doing in our own lives and in, in our church. And we, we get to talk with each other, but we don't often get to share those kind of conversations with you. And so we kind of thought, as we start out this new year, uh, that it would be a really neat opportunity to take some time to look back with you, with one another, mm -hmm. uh, at what God has been doing in our own lives and in our church, and then to look ahead to where we sense God might be leading us, and um, to share that conversationally with one another, um, and that you kind of get to, to listen in. We would love to hear from you uh, in this time of conversation. If any of the questions that we ask, you get an idea of like, well, yeah, I kind of think God's been doing this in my life. Gosh, that would be so cool on that little say hi button under our worship video. Share with us uh, your own response to these questions. We would love to know. Uh, we get to, to talk to you a lot, but we love even more to listen to you. Um, of course, as always, uh, with any sermon, we start with God's word. Um, and so we're going to read to you today two passages from the book of Isaiah. So Isaiah 42 says this, Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And skipping ahead in Isaiah chapter 43, starting at verse 18. It says, Do not remember the former things, or consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. As we enter into this time of conversation, reflection on scripture, and on what God is doing in our midst, I invite you to join us in a word of prayer. God, we thank you that you are a God who speaks to us at, in all times and at all places, but particularly through your word, uh, through the gift of community, uh, and through your son, Jesus Christ, most of all. Your scripture tells us that where two or more are gathered, there Jesus is with them. And so we know Jesus is in this space as we talk with one another. 
um, and ask that Jesus would be in all the spaces where people are watching or listening to this message, um, that he would be speaking lovingly, powerfully uh, to each one of our lives. We pray it in his name. Amen. So as I, as I look at that passage, um, particularly the, the Isaiah 42 passage, um, I'm reminded of the centrality of God. I mean, it starts off, God, I'm the creator. I'm superior. I created the universe. All things come through me, God. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that God is the source of life. Nothing comes apart from God. And that, that centering, that reminder of the centrality of God, I think is a really, really helpful place where, where Isaiah is, is starting in this, pa- in this passage. Um, and then also talking right then about the righteousness and the holiness of God. And we unfortunately know that the world in which we live has been marred from that. Our, our sin, both our individual sin and the, and the compounding sin of, of the centuries, has, has marred this world, this planet that God created. And, um, you know, God, as, as we see there, God in, in the old days, uh, the days of the Old Testament, um, established this covenant with the people of Israel as, the, as a light, um, beginning with Abraham, as a light to the world. And um, as, as I was reading that and was re- just reminded of that, I think it was really, really helpful to have that, that core, that centrality of where, where God exists. Um, but then God said, in the midst of that, I'm going to do a new thing. And that the, the people of Israel thought that it was all about them, and, and they were central to God's plan. But it was a plan not just for them. It was a plan for all of humanity. Right. And just um, that, that reminder, that, that core of things that are, that are consistent and constant and that, that we can go back to of who God is and the centrality of God. But also, in our history, and certainly this year has been a great example of doing things differently and right. seeing things differently um, and recognizing that the, that core of God can be manifest and can be expressed in, in so many beautiful and, and different kinds of ways. And we've certainly gotten to exhibit that this past year. And, um, you know, we're, it's always exciting to see where God's going to lead in the year to come. Yeah. Yeah, as I was just even this moment reading through that passage in, in 43, I think, you know, the people of Israel were not in a good place at this point when Isaiah is talking. Like, things are not going well. They're not going the way they expected. They were living in unprecedented times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and yet God is present there. Like he said, you know, the specific spaces where God says, I'm doing this good work is in the wilderness and is, is in the desert, places where there is no life, no good, nothing but death. God's saying, I'm making new things grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I am bringing life. I am feeding and giving water to the wildlife. I am providing for my chosen people. And to me, just what an important and, and, and meaningful word in this season that we're in, that it feels kind of like a desert time and it feels like we could very easily be asking, where is God in the midst of this? Mm -hmm. Um, To be able, along with Isaiah, to be looking for where new life is growing, where it feels very parched, um, where it feels like God might be absent, that God is is truly present. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing these passages make me think, I remember reading it years ago, you know, he says, um, do not remember the former things, Right? And it's like, I feel like that sentence is kind of like when somebody says, don't think about a pink elephant. (laughs) What do you think about? The pink elephant. Right? Right? Because all through scripture, over and over again, God says, remember what I've done. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. look back and remember what I've done. Like from, as you mentioned, like from Abraham on, there's always this mandate, look back at what I did for Abraham. Look back at what I did leading the people across the Red Sea. Remember who God is. Remember what God has done. Um, so I think in some ways Isaiah is being a little tricky here, being like, you know, don't remember the, the former things. Um, he's saying, of course remember the former mm -hmm. things. But at the same time, I think he really means it. God is doing something new. Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of this, this twofold command. Remember what God has done in the past and give thanks to God for that. But don't get stuck there. Right. Right? Like, right. how easy is it to get, exactly. get very stuck? I do this all the time. Like, God did that for me then. I would like God for, to do that for me now. Right. And so remember that and give thanks for that, but don't get stuck in it. Right. Be ready to move into the, the new space that God has for you. Yes. So, I mean, we kind of want to just live out what God has told us to do in Scripture, um, just talking to one another about where God's been in our own lives and in the life of our church. So, I mean, I, I think it'd be neat to kind of just start with our own personal lives. Mm -hmm. um, we are ourselves followers of Jesus before we are pastors of a church. Right. So for you, Jonathan, where have you sensed in this last year God's presence in your life? Where have you kind of felt that draw to, to grow or to learn or, or, or take more steps in, in following Jesus? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think one of the, the biggest things for me, it came out of a little bit of what you were just saying a moment ago, um, is what are, the, what are those pieces of our relationship with God and our relationship with other people that are at the core and are, are necessary for those relationships to grow? And what are the things that, while they may be nice, while it may have been the way that we, we used to do it, it's, it's not at, at core and not as essential. Um, and, and I think we've, we've been stripped down in so many different ways, so many things that, have been, that, we've, that we've not been able to continue to do. It allows us to kind of take the, to ask the question. Some of those things we really want to get back to. We really want to make sure that we're able to, to do again. Um, and then there are other things where we recognize, you know what, that was, I thought that was the most important thing in the world, but it, it really hasn't been. I, I know for me, you know, just the, the extra time that we've had with, with our family, and particularly our kids, yeah. uh, you know, um, Matthew and Allie are in high school, they're, you know, the, the days of them being at home all the time are, are dwindling. And we've, had the, we've gotten some extra time with them and spend time with them during this year, which has been great. Um, uh, and, and it's really been helpful to, um, to recognize the significance of those relationships with God and with one another and, and where, they, where they've been key. Yeah. Um, how about you? What's, what's been your experience this year? Yeah, as I was thinking about that, I think kind of two kind of ideas come to mind. One, I remember in the spring, early kind of, early in the times of COVID, <laughs> uh, I was um, really kind of feeling depleted, you know, because all of us were, you know, pulling our hair out going, how do we do this? How do we live in this COVID world? And, and how do we run a church in a COVID world? Mm -hmm. And I was struggling. And um, I was reading uh, my Bible one morning and I came across the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And what struck me in it is, you know, he's, there are all the people there, the disciples come to him and say, you know, hey, we're supposed to feed these people. There's too many of them. And Jesus just looks at them and he goes, you give them something to eat. <laughs> and I thought that was so rude. <laughs> like, they can't. They right. can't give them, like, they didn't have, what, they didn't have it. Right. And so they tell Jesus that, like, we don't, we don't have enough. There's, we don't have enough money to buy it. We can't. So Jesus is gracious as always. And he just says, okay, okay, tell him to sit down. And this, this movement happens where the disciples go to Jesus, they get food, they go out and take it to the people. They go back to Jesus, they get food, and they take it to the people. And in this movement, everybody gets fed. Hmm. 
And I just had this very clear picture of myself that where I felt inadequate like those disciples, what Jesus was calling me to was just to come to Jesus in that kind of regular patterned motion, regularly come to Jesus, get what I need, get what the people need, take it out, come back. And I felt this really clear call to like be really intentional about spending that regular daily time with Jesus myself mm -hmm. uh, so that I would have something to give. Um, that without that, I was those, I was just like those disciples that just said, I can't, I don't have that. And Jesus says, I, of course, I know you don't. Mm -hmm. So come to me and I'll give you what you need. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really helpful to, to just kind of re-engage in those disciplines of, of spending time in scripture and in prayer personally. Uh, the other thing that's been really just life-giving to me this year that I'm really grateful for um, in a new way is the gift of community, uh, both in the new neighborhood that we moved to, that we actually um, just have this beautiful neighborhood of other families that look out for each other, take care of each other, the kids play together, and that's been a gift. But even more than that has been uh, the small group that we started in COVID time, right? Mm -hmm. It was in March mm -hmm. that we started meeting via Zoom uh, with this group of people um, that we met almost weekly for about six months. We took a break for December and I missed them. Mm -hmm. um, but they were a really regular part of my life that, you know, maybe we didn't have time for before COVID hit. But right. when the calendar was stripped, it was like, well, yeah, we got time for a small group. Right. And now I can't imagine not having time for it. Right. It's, it's priority um, to have that time on Sunday nights to be in scripture, to um, be in conversation, to share life, to pray for one another, to laugh together. And um, that's been a real gift um, that, you know, I cognitively knew I needed. Right. Uh, but having it on a regular basis, um, I'm so grateful for it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it not being on Zoom at some point right. in our lives. Right. Um, but even with that, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because um, you, you, you're kind of transitioning a little bit to our, our next question, which was you're know, going from personally and sort of that bridge between what, is, what has this year been like? How have you seen God in personally? And then how's that bridged into what you've seen here at the church? And so that You've, you've already done part of that, but what else have you seen in terms of yeah, those kind of connections? Yeah, looking back over this year, like, it's interesting. Like, for such a crazy year, there's, that, that yeah, there has been loss, and it's been hard, and things have had to change, but there's so much that I'm grateful for. Um, you know, I, I think about those small groups that we had, I, I don't even know, but record numbers of people join and participate in small groups than mm -hmm. we've ever had. Um, because they could, mm -hmm. right? Again, right. our schedule got stripped and, and we were isolated and we were given the opportunity for relationships and so we took it. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not alone in that being a life-giving, um, a lifeline right. really experience. I know you have a small group. I've heard from several others. Um, so I'm really grateful that that happened and that so many people participated in that. I'm grateful for, I mean, it seems like 10 years ago, but if you can remember back to the Joy Project, mm -hmm. Right, when we, we were so down, it was after Easter and we were still isolated, still quarantining, uh, didn't know when we were gonna get out of it. And we had these young people rise up and lead us in these projects every week of serving somebody else. Yes. I mean, I think we made like 4,000 cookies Something like that. For Paoli yeah. Hospital, we were expecting 400. Mm -hmm. We made 4,000 and delivered right. those. Every department of Paoli Hospital got cookies. Mm. I went to Walgreens uh, Pharmacy like recently, and they still had the thank you notes really? that we sent, like strung up wow. in there. And so many other ways that like, we just made that intentional effort instead of saying, oh, woe is me, mm -hmm. this is hard. We said, I'm gonna share joy with somebody else. Right. 
And that was really cool. Right. Um, I know those were, you know, eons ago, right? That was spring. Right. That might as well have been in another right. century. But that was this year. Right. Um, and I'm really grateful for those expressions of, of ministry that, that happened here. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. What stands out in your mind? Uh, along similar lines. I mean, just the, the, the generosity and the ways that people have responded. Yeah. The encouragement. I know that I've received, I'm sure you've received, and hopefully other people that we're talking to here today have received that encouragement from one another. Um, and just the way that people have stepped up giving to the Joy Project and similar kinds of opportunities, continuing to support the ongoing ministries of the church. Right. Um, financially and with their time and talents. But That's no but small thing it in isn't, this season. It isn't. There I mean, are so many pastors like wringing their hands going, absolutely. we might have to shut the doors. Exactly. Like truly, because, you know, people aren't at a place where they can give. Right. And, and our finance committee <laughs> every month has come back to us going, we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. And that's where, you know, um, uh, we, there was some significant concern back in April or March, April, that kind of time frame with our finance committee and, and not really sure where we we're going to be. But people have continued to give right. and have continued to support the ongoing work of the church. And we're appreciative that that, that has happened and, right. and, and I'm confident will continue to happen as people recognize the, the innovative ways that we've been able to minister in, in really kind of crazy times, um, but, but continue to do the work. It's looking different, but we're able to continue doing the work of, of God, expressing the, the love of Christ. And that takes support, um, time, material resources, and, and you know, we're certainly grateful for the ways that yeah. people have stepped up in that way. They absolutely have, and that just makes my brain fire on so many things. I'm like, you know, how many more kids we served through Wonder of Christmas mm -hmm. this year because of COVID. Right. Like people had lost jobs, lost, right. lost resources. So we stepped up and served more kids this year. Food um, closet. Food closet. I yeah. don't know how many boxes of food. <laughs> we put them out on our porch and they mm -hmm. are gone. Mm -hmm. and, and Kim Ducart and her team have been working endlessly feeding our community and more and more people are coming. And somehow Kim never says no. Mm -hmm. right? right. <laughs> she's like, yes. oh yeah, I can feed them. Oh yeah, right. I got that. Right. Um, she's been here nonstop working, keeping mm -hmm. people safe as she does and mm -hmm. providing people food. You know, we, we just get to report this week, like what, over $13,000 raised for Belize yes. uh, through our Christmas yeah. Eve offering. I right. mean, to me, I love that you brought that up. Like generosity is a sign of the work of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not prone in and of our <laughs> own right. human uh, limited resources, our sinfulness, right? To be like, oh, let me pull out another dollar from right. my pocket. Like right. my tendency, if it's just me, is want to keep that for myself. Right. But this church has kept giving and giving and giving mm -hmm. through this season. And that's, I'm so grateful that God's at work in yes. their lives in that way. Absolutely. That's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's no way to list all of the, the, the good things that God has been doing in our midst. And again, to all of you, if you've got more, if we missed something, let us know. We want to hear from you the ways mm -hmm. you see that God's been at work in Paoli Presbyterian Church in this last year. But I want to look ahead now. Sure. Right? 2021. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. We're in a new year. Yes. So what's to come? What are you excited about as you look ahead to the ministry of God? may have in store for us. We don't know right. <laughs> everything. Right. Uh, that's one of the, the difficulties of, of this season right now is it's hard to do kind of long range planning, right. but there's some things. So what are you, what are you excited about? Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm sure you're going to probably share this too, but the, the, um, this Apostles Creed series that we're getting ready yeah. to kick off here in January and heading toward Easter and the opportunity for, for individuals to profess their faith in Christ yeah. through 
baptism, those who have not been baptized, right. those who were baptized previously in their life, being able to affirm that um, yeah. openly and clearly, and um, that's exciting. It's really, you know, that was one of those things we really hoped to do last year that got interrupted by COVID, um, but it's, it's really, really exciting to be able to see people who are able to, to affirm, like what we've seen with our, with our students um, over the years, uh, affirm their faith and be able to grow in that, and it'll be exciting to see all the folks being involved um, in that. Um, it, it's also going to be exciting with, with things that are happening with our capital campaign and, and hopefully, I mean, the, as things move forward, I mean, we're, we're, we're confident that by the se- second half of this year that we're going to be able to start seeing some actual construction and things some happening. actual things actual happening. Actual things changing. And, and that's certainly exciting. It's been many years that we've been working on this. You know, all kinds of different, from pastoral transition to COVID to all kinds of other things that have, have interrupted that. But we're really excited that we're, we're, we're this close to being able to see some progress in, in that. So um, how about you? What are some things that you're particularly looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, we just talked about the capital campaign this morning, and I already forgotten about that. That's so <laughs> huge that that's going to get to really get um, tied up this year. That's going to be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what folks at home don't know is we've been talking about this Apostles' Creed series for mm-hmm. like over a year. Yes. And this idea that we have this set program every year for our teenagers where they get to really learn the, the foundation, the building blocks of the Christian faith in a way that leads them to be able to express their own faith personally. And we love that. Confirmation mm-hmm. Sunday is always a highlight where the students are so brave and stand up and read these statements of faith, these very personal statements of belief in Jesus Christ and a desire to follow him. It's incredible. Um, but why, why just limit that to eighth graders, right? right? We all need that. Right. Um, and, and, and that's what Jesus calls us to do is go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've been trying to find the right time and place and way to, to do this series where we get to every week, look at kind of the basic truths of the Christian faith to the end that each individual person in our church can say, what is it that I believe? How do I live that out? Mm-hmm. And, and put that in, into words and put that into action. And so to be able to preach through it and then have small groups around it, which the small groups really, again, are for the purpose of like really growing in relationship with one another, but at that really intimate level where you're getting to talk about important stuff of what do we believe right. and why does that matter? Right. And so to be able to do that week by week, you know, January up till Easter, to really kind of have a sense of who I am as a follower of Jesus Christ and then hopefully our prayer is that people are making that commitment. Right. And we know there are folks in our church who are at that place of maybe haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who aren't yet part of our church mm-hmm. who might become a part of it through this, right. um, who might be making that first time commitment. Um, and not that that's more important than any of the other steps of Christian discipleship, but man, it's a really exciting one. Absolutely. Um, and none of the other steps happen without that you one. You to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm really praying that there are people who make that choice mm-hmm. to say, yes, I, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to give my life to him through this experience and that we can have, gosh, I really hope that by <laughs> April we can have some way of bringing people together and that people are being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what the church is put on the earth here for, right? right. To make right. disciples of Jesus who are baptized in his name. Right. Um, and then for everyone else, you know, for those of us who've been following Jesus our whole lives, right? right? That still for us, it's something where we say yes again. Right. Because it's never a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, saying yes to Jesus is something we do every day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really hope that through this series, that's something that, that 
re-sparks people yes. in their faith that, you know, again, if they were baptized as babies, that they say, you know, but I want to say it, I want to say yes to Jesus again. Mm -hmm. And that, that there's a way that we can make that meaningful right. for those folks too. So that's my prayer. That's my hope. Um, you know, for the things that we don't know yet, I, I think we've had so many opportunities to reach out to our local community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Joy Project was one. But if you even remember way back to January last year, you know, when we had those pop-up parties yes. serving parents and kids locally, when we had our drive-in Christmas, mm -hmm. um, I have little ideas. Um, <laughs> the, staff, the staff make fun of me. Um, they say that I come to them with idea dodgeballs, that I get an idea in my head and I just throw it at them. Sometimes they catch them <laughs> and run with them. Sometimes they go, no thanks. But I got some. You know, just of ways that we can reach out and be loving and serving our local community, uh, whether it's through mission endeavors or just giving people an opportunity to get the heck out of their houses where mm -hmm. they feel so isolated and alone. Right. Um, and they can feel a part of a, a, a community that's yeah. bigger than just yes. their little house, quarantine household. Right. Um, so we'll see, you know, mm -hmm. we kind of, with COVID times, we have to take things week by week. And at a certain level, that can be frustrating. Um, but another level, that's it's a gift. We, right. we take the life that God's given us each day. I think Jesus said something about something that. Something like that. Yeah. So as we think about that, as, as we think about this year, um, you know, if there, was, if there was one thing, if there was one encouragement that you could give to the broader congregation about how we can grow in our faith this year, what's, what's one thing that you would suggest in that regard? So no one's going to be surprised by my answer because I keep repeating this, but it would be join a small group. Mm -hmm. It really would. Um, one, for those relational, relational connections that we desperately need during mm -hmm. this time. You know, as we sit and listen to this message today on, on January 3rd, we don't know when we're going to be able to regather in, in significant ways. Mm -hmm. We just don't have that answer yet, right? right? Um, and we don't know how long. It, there's just going to be a lot of back and forth for, for a little while. Um, but we know that we have this opportunity to connect relationally in small groups. But not just the relationships. I just think that the, these small groups kind of being a part of one hits all the high marks, you know, mm -hmm. that you get together with people and you have those personal connections, but you're reading scripture together. You're praying together. Mm -hmm. As we said in the beginning, Jesus <laughs> is present where two or more are gathered. So Jesus is there right. even via Zoom, right? right? Jesus is there right. when we're getting together in his name. And so to me, there's just, if you can give an hour and a half, two hours of your week, there's no better way to spend it mm -hmm. than in the context of, in, of those groups if mm -hmm. you want to grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's certainly, that's yeah. certainly exciting. So how about yeah. you? I mean, what, what's the one, it, we're saying what's one thing we want people to do, but there's two of us. So yes. you might have a yeah. different one well, thing. It, it's interesting because um, I heard a sermon earlier this week where um, it was a familiar passage it's from that first Corinthians nine passage where Paul's encouraging the, the people to, to strive, run the race so that you win the prize. And the, the pastor who I was hearing giving that sermon was talking about the prize they were getting was a, a wreath, a laurel wreath that, I mean, we know what the, what our, our uh, poinsettias start to look like a week or two after, after Christmas, you know, they start to, to wither and fade. And these, these athletes were, were giving all that they had for something that was going to disappear in two or three days. And what Paul encouraged the, the believers in Corinth and encourages us is that we, we have something that's going to last for an eternity. Let's really give ourselves to, to, to what lasts forever. And I, I would just encourage all of us as we've gotten, as things have gotten stripped down, and as we've had to kind of forego some of those things that we, we would have all said were, were significant and were of utmost importance, may we each one 
um, evaluate, what is it that I'm really giving my life to? Is it to things of eternal value, or am I giving my life and my energy and all that I am to things that are going to be disappearing in, even, even in a matter of years, in, from the scheme of, of eternity? And it really comes down to there's relationships, that relationship with God, and there's relationships with one another um, that have that opportunity to last for eternity. And so, I would just ask that kind of question as, as we're all starting this new year, as we have opportunities, the, the slate is blank before us. Um, where are we sending, setting our priorities and our time? Is it on things of eternal value or is it on things that are going to pass away quickly? So. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up here, you know, we said in the very beginning that um, you know, Scripture gives us these two mandates. It's look back and remember mm-hmm. and look ahead at what God is going to do, what God did and what God will do. And uh, there's no better way to do that than here at the Lord's table. Yes. Um, where that's what this meal is all about. It's remembering what Jesus did in his sacrificial death on the cross. And it's looking ahead to what God promises he will do when Jesus comes again in his ultimate glory.